You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Unlucky by Philip Paget on AO3. It's Friday the 13th. It's Friday the 13th, he says lightly, and she looks up from her computer. So it is, she says. I'm guessing you don't dis- I'm guessing you don't ascribe to the superstitions around it, he says, a rhetorical assumption. Of course she doesn't. She smirks and returns to her work, speaking with her eyes on the screen. It's a confirmation bias, Mulder. If something bad happens on Friday the 12th, you think nothing of it. But if something... But if it happens on Friday... But if it happens on Friday the 13th, it's because the day is unlucky. That may be true, but I think most of my days would qualify as unlucky. That may be true, but I think most of my days qualify as unlucky. He replies, leaning back in his chair to survey the state of his pencil collection displayed and... Leaning back in his chair to survey the state of his pencil collection displayed in the ceiling tiles. Well, well, maybe... Well, maybe Friday the 13th is unlucky for you then. Nope. Well, maybe Friday the 13th is lucky for you then, she quips and he gives her an appraising look. This thing between them is so achingly new. Too new for him to... Too new for him to make a joke about getting lucky. Too new to ask if she'll come over tonight. Too new to admit that he doesn't want to be alone. Part of him wants to ask what... Part of him wants to ask her what it means, or what she wants it to mean. If it's just sex or something more... A bigger part of him is too afraid that the question itself will spook her back into the platonic longing that... A bigger part of him is too afraid that the question itself will spook her back into the platonic longing that they were mired in for so many years. The idea alone keeps the question far from his lips. Instead, ra- <clears throat> instead rattling around in his cluttered mind, oh, instead rattling around in his cluttered mind with a million other thoughts he won't dare say out loud for fear of rejection or ridicule. Five o'clock comes and goes, and we, and he watches her gather her things before she bids him. And he watches her gather, and he watches her gather her things before she bids him a good weekend. He returns the sentiment, a little voice in the back of his head screaming at him, to, a little voice in the back of his head screaming at him to ask her. A little voice in the back of his head screaming at him to ask her if she wants to get dinner or watch a movie or literally anything where they can be in the same room. When he hears the elevator doors slide closed, he slumps down in his chair, defeated. He slumps down in his chair, defeated. Whether it be for lack or... Whether it be for lack of luck or lack of courage... Whether it be for lack of luck or lack of courage, today is not a great day. three-second transition. He's in the kitchen warming up leftover Chinese food when she knocks on his door. 
He opens it to find her looking even smaller than normal, though she's sporting some of her tallest, though she's sporting some of her tallest heels. He opens to, he opens it to find her looking. He opens it to find her looking even smaller than normal, though she's sporting some of her tallest heels. Not smaller physically, but something about her is a little less dauntless. But something about her is a little less dauntless than usual. She's wrapped in a knee-length. She's wrapped in a knee-length trench coat. She's wrapped in a knee-length trench coat, which strikes him as odd given the unseasonably warm weather. Her hands tucked deep into its pockets. Her hands tucked deep into its pockets. Her eyes dart from his face to his shoulder to his chest, and he gets the sense she's gathering courage. Can I come in? she asks, and he steps aside to make space for her to enter. Her demeanor is off-putting, and the realization that this may be the live version of a Dear John letter sends his heart plummeting straight into his belly. In a way, he anticipated this from their very first kiss, but the knowledge that it was only a matter of time doesn't make it any easier. She stands directly in front of him, keeping her coat on as though she doesn't keeping her coat on, as though she doesn't intend to stay long. I just... She starts, but then stops and heaves a sigh. She slowly tilts her chin up to meet his eyes, her lip pinned between her teeth. I thought maybe this Friday the 13th you could be... I thought this... I thought that maybe this Friday the 13th could be the one where you finally get lucky. She says with a flush steadily she says as a flush she says as a flush steadily creeps up her neck and colors her cheeks. He quirks his head in confusion and she pulls her hands from her pockets and tugs at the tie on his trench coat. Nope. And she pulls her hands from her pockets and tugs at the tie on her trench coat. It falls open slightly, just, it falls open slightly, just enough that he can see a sliver of porcelain skin from her chest down to her belly, broken up on the, broken up only, broken up only by black lace. His mouth falls open in surprise, but immediately it stretches into a broad smile. He's speechless, utterly and truly shocked beyond words, utterly and truly shocked beyond words. She smiles and she smiles an abashed little smirk, dropping her head and moving to pull her coat closed. Sorry, she mutters. That was sorry. The prospect of her leaving startles him into action. No, no, he says too loudly. No, no, he says too loudly reaching out to still her hands. I'm just surprised, but in a good way. You just unwittingly fulfilled one of my long-held fantasies, actually. He says with his... He says with his own... He says with his own shy smile. She, nar 
She narrows her eyes a little, considering him. Someone showing up at your door with a trench coat on and nothing underneath is a long-held fantasy of yours? She asks, more in disbelief, more with disbelief than judgment. No, he says, reaching out to pull the coat open wider and take in, and take in her black lace bra and matching panties. Not someone. You. Oh, she says, and the confidence she typically carries herself with begins to return. Well, in that case, what happens next? She asks. He leads her to the couch and sits down, then guides her to stand in the space between his knees. <laughs> then guides her to stand in the space between his knees. She pushes the coat off her shoulders, and it puddles in the floor around her feet. And it puddles on the floor around her feet. But he can't take his eyes off her face. This hung This hungry way she's looking at him. This wanting way. This wanting way, this wanting way, is maybe the best part of their changing relationship. To be wanted by her is a gift he never could have hoped for to receive. To be wanted by her is a gift he could never have hoped to receive in his wildest dreams. This is very expensive lingerie, Mulder. Are you going to look at it? She teases, and he smiles as though he's been caught. Sorry. I spent a very long time training myself to keep my eyes on your face, he says, slowly dropping his gaze to her chest, her belly, her hips. It's hard to break the habit. It's a hard habit to break. She puffs, she puffs a little laugh through her nose, then steps forward and fits one leg. And l she puffs a little laugh through her nose then steps forward and lifts one leg, planting her knee on the couch near his hip. She repeats the movements with her other leg, sitting atop his jeans-clad sitting atop his jeans-clad thighs like a queen on her throne. Her hands land on his shoulders and his hands on her hips, and he looks at her for a very long time. He maps each freckle, each scar, the shiny, knotted mark of a bullet. <clears throat> the shiny, knotted mark of a bullet wound and silvery, faded stretch marks. And silvery, faded stretch marks. What are we doing, Mulder? She asks. <clears throat> she asks, and he looks up at her face to see something familiar. Fear. She is afraid of the... She is a, she's as afraid of the answer as he is. He shakes his head gently. I don't know, he admits. But I know I don't want to stop. She leans forward, kissing him sweetly. He tugs on her hips and she slides toward him. He tugs on her hips and she slides towards him until they are flush. She's so soft and warm, a personified fantasy, but as real as rain. A personified fantasy, but as real as rain. 
a personified fantasy, but as real as rain. The little satisfied noises the little satisfied noises she makes as she kisses him are like precious gemstones. The little satisfied noises she makes as she kisses him are like precious gems. And he feels the and he feels like a wealthy man regardless of the balance in his bank account. Lucky. He feels so incredibly lucky. When she moves off him so he can disrobe, she kneels on the floor as she kneels on the floor at his feet. Her fingers tease the skin on his belly and her fingers tease the skin on his belly as he un her fingers tease the her finger her fingers tease the skin on his belly as she unbuttons his jeans and she looks up at him as she tugs and she looks up at him as she tugs them off his hips his erection springing free and brushing against her cheek she smiles coyly she smiles coyly which makes his cock jump and she keeps her eyes on and she keeps her eyes on his as she takes the head between her lips delivering seven Delivering, delivering several, delivering several soft licks to the underside. Unreal. It's impossible for one person to be as many things as she is, to fill as many roles as she does in his life. They say that one person cannot be all things to another, but she is, but she is living proof that it is not true. They never make it back to the couch. He crawls over her, the area rug leaving dents on his knees. The area rug leaving dents on his knees and peels the expensive lingerie from her lithe body. He makes her laugh and gasp, stifling her cries with his teeth sunk. Stifling her cries. Stifling her cries with her teeth sunk into his shoulder. He teases her until she groans in frustration. He teases her until she groans in frustration then pushes him onto his back and sits high and proud in his lap <clears throat> and sits high and proud in his lap while she envelops him and sits high and proud in his lap while she envelops him with her tight heat. Watching the soft undulation of her hips forward and back, the knit of her eyebrows as she whimpers with pleasure, hearing the huskiness in her voice when she tells him how good he feels. Nothing in his life has ever been as good as this, and he suspects it never will. And he suspects it never will. She touches herself shyly, watching his face as he marvels at how much she trusts him. He mumbled, he mumbles encouraging words, his eyes sewn to the... <laughs> His eyes sewn to the spot where her fingers dance o his eyes sewn to the spot where her fingers dance in circles over her clit. Her cunt grabs him eagerly, her head dropping back as a melodic lilt. Her head dropping back as a melodic lilt drifts from her parted lips. He closes his eyes briefly, savoring the feeling of her coming around him until he can't hold back anymore. They never talked about condoms or pulling out, pregnancy being so far from a concern it's painful. 
Pregnancy being so far from a concern, it's painful. Being inside her, leaving a part of himself behind, is as primal as it is intimate. As close as he can get to her is where he wants to be, and he's there, relishing in every millisecond. Luck is a horseshoe, a four-leaf clover, an intersection of circumstances and timing. An intersection of circumstances and timing. What he has is nothing short of divine intervention, should he choose to believe in it. That she would exist, that they would even, that they would find each other, and that she would love him is beyond the realm of chance. Maybe she is his luck. The one thing that makes everything else better, that turns losses into wins in the most unexpected ways. On every subsequent shooting star in penny-strewn fountain, he'll be wishing... He'll be wishing that his luck never runs out, and thanking whatever deity or alignment of stars made Friday the 13th his new favorite day. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.